0: You only have so much time, and you have a big assignment.
1: I want the entire world to hear the gospel in my generation. I want every person on this planet to be saved. We open God's Word today together to be subject to it, to be taught by it, to be instructed.
0: Let's go! What you're saying right now is, how did we get here? Well, because people do not believe in the sufficiency of Scripture, and ultimately that's where it is. Yep.
1: Being Reformed is more than just affirming the five souls. It's more than just affirming to it.
0: No one is outside the reach of Christ and
1: His blood. If we are truly Reformed, there should be a sanctification, a desire to be sanctified by Christ, by holding onto as tight as we can the One who makes us white as snow. You can no more burn yourself again.
0: Then you born yourself the first time. Just so that you guys don't think we're just pulling stuff out of our cans here.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Matter of Theology, the place where theology matters because everything is a matter of theology. My name is Chris. I am one of your hosts. I am joined uh, by my co-host, my brother, my battle bro, my good friend, my dude, Mr. Drew Von uh, Matter of Theology is a podcast production where we seek to address church and cultural issues from a biblical standpoint. Our desire is to bring biblical truths uh, to whatever we're talking about and to all of life, regardless of what the popular movements of the day may teach. So on behalf of my brother, my friend, my brother, thank you for tuning in. What's up, man? How you doing? Just living the dream, you know, uh, that's, that's not become to your new up, favorite saying. You
0: know? yeah well i mean i've been i've been saying it for a while it's just
1: you know it's consistent though now man
0: yeah yeah well i mean when because when i'm working everyone and i take a package of someone they're like oh hey how you doing and it's always like this big heavy package and i'm just like living the dream bro yeah <laughs> so something it's, it's mostly used sarcastically um so but you know then you're, i always you're, like you I, I like to tack on trying not to wake up right this is the dream i don't want to wake up from you know
1: you're not sarcastic i don't know what you're talking about not in the least
0: bit dude yeah Um, not not at all
1: especially not on twitter (laughs) bro it's like this from the guy who who called me a second rate exegete to scott annual uh and you're welcome by the way (laughs) <laughs> can't,
0: I can't get his hopes up, you know, when he references you in any way. Oh, uh, man. I, don't want, I just laughed so hard up. at that.
1: I actually had a friend of mine, Alex Rodriguez. He reached out to me. And he was like, bro, did something happen between you guys? I was like, no, he's joking. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, no, man, no, not at all. Well, the, like, the thing is, is, is
0: you know, after I, after I put that there, I was thinking because... I've interacted with Scott before, right? On another right. post on Facebook and right. he didn't get what I was saying. Like he, he wasn't making the connection of what I was saying. And so when right. I put it, I was like, he's going to think I'm serious and he's not going to understand that I'm joking. Um, yeah. Because he doesn't seem like that kind of guy that kind of gets <laughs> that there's an inside joke.
1: So. Right. Well, it, yeah. And I mean, you did, you did put the little, you know, you put the laughing emojis Mm -hmm. after it so i I mean i knew that you were joking but then uh, but then he
0: just could have meant that i was laughing at you and not laughing at the fact that it was a joke
1: that's true that's true that's very true man so you gotta be man you just you gotta you gotta over communicate sometimes that's that's what you gotta do
0: i mean i guess i guess that's how we're rolling these days
1: i guess man i guess so uh well we are so glad um that you have uh, tuned into this episode thank you so much for um, for tuning in for um, for for your support and for your patience um as uh, man life has been just crazy for us um, mm-hmm. on 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 multiple fronts I know for you uh, man what's 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 the latest and greatest in the world of, uh, of, of drew in, in the business sense man?
0: So we we are open for business. Um, Premier Property Services bringing uh, to the Metro Atlanta area home inspections, real estate—not real estate (laughs) sales, estate sales. (laughs) I'm I don't have a real estate license. We're not selling houses, but estate sales and real estate photography. So you know, places that need uh, houses that are going up. With listings you know they bring in a photographer to take pictures of the houses usually most realty companies have their own in-house photographer but you know right it's just a thing we can add a service we can add um so did uh did our first inspection this past Monday and it was really good, you know, because it's it's a new venture we're getting into, right? And so mm-hmm. um, so I'm still getting used to the software we're using for writing reports. And so um the the job that I got was from our realtor. Um, and so I, I did the report, did or did the inspection, everything, did the report, sent it to her, and she she was really impressed at how extensive the report was, you know, it just a lot of information and what, what you need to know, lots of pictures and things like that. So um, she did give some feedback to some, some critique um, which is, was really good because it was things I was like, yeah. you know, that's pretty good. Um, and, and basically it's on the software portion because um, every time you, you, you have a, uh something that's defective, and, and you put it in the report, it automatically puts in recommendation. So recommendation, you know, for correction or whatever. So I need to find a way to take that off because at the end of the report, like when you go to publish it, it would bring up something like 37 recommendations, you know, well, really there's not 37 recommendations. Like it's more like four. You just need to get a a roofer to check the roof. You need an electrician to come look at this panel box because there's exposed wiring, you know, um, it's really like four, but every little thing you mark brings up a recommendation and so it could just scare people away so i was like you know that's that's pretty true i should i should find a way to to limit or take those out when i'm doing that report yeah Uh, but i'm still getting used to the software so but it was good um she thought did a great job so we just need more business so so if you're listening to matter of theology and you are in the metro atlanta area and you are in need of a home inspection or in a state sale, look up on Facebook Premier Property Services LLC. Give us a call; we'll come help you out.
1: Well, and in fact, what we'll do, we'll go a step further. We're going to put the information in the show notes, so that way, everybody that needs a, a possible inspection in the Metro Atlanta area, yeah, only Metro Atlanta.
0: You. Yeah, like if if you're in Texas, don't call me because I can't, I That's can't true. come, I can't come service Texas. You know, I <laughs> don't. So don't reach that far. Um, maybe one day maybe one day you know the goal is expansion so you never know there you go maybe there by the go, time man. i'm 60 we'll open something up in another state you know see there but, you go brother there but the go. thing is is like we want to add be able to add more services so eventually we would like to add pressure washing how uh you know pressure washing houses and driveways we would like to add radon testing um because especially in the cobb county area there's high concentrated levels of radon um we want to add um uh, landscaping, you know. So if someone metro Atlanta area, you're a landscaper, you're looking to get into the business, hey, let's see if we can't work something out. Um, you know, just all these avenues to service a property because your property, aside from your family, right? Your property is your biggest investment. And That's so right. it needs to be able to be taken care of. And so we want to come alongside people and help take care of their property.
1: Love it, man. I love it. I love it so you guys go check it out we'll put a link we'll put a link in the notes so you guys can you guys can do that so and
0: share it because i want to get out of doing fedex man it's going to kill me it's going to kill me or i'm going to kill somebody okay
1: that's also the possibility. (laughs) (laughs) things (laughs) are just getting crazy there (laughs) now is one of those times people go okay is now one of those times he's being sarcastic or is he being serious right you never know because we're not going to answer
0: we're not going to (laughs) answer and if you've dealt with fedex at all you probably want to kill someone too. Okay. I'm just saying.
1: I've reached out to you about my frustrations with FedEx. Mm-hmm.
0: Dude, I have people all the time. They're like, hey, can you find out about this package or something? Like, I'm like, uh, I mean, I can, I can, I can check. Uh, but there's, there's, there's crazy stuff that goes on there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, the, and the station that services my house where we live is the Austell station, the Austell, Georgia station. And it is the worst station in the country. It's made news before. It it has made the news because it is the worst station in the country. It is awful. I'm hoping that they're going to close it down because it's just bad. It's very bad.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. On to the show. (laughs) <laughs> Segue. Uh Segway. Um, he, you know, we've been we've been kind of teasing uh this episode for uh for, for a bit now. Um and here we are. Today's the day where we are going to um discuss the sovereignty of God. And um I know, brother, we've been thinking about this for for months upon months, but in the Lord's providence, today is the day where we talk about a very weighty and inexhaustible topic of conversation. So, um, I I think it needs to be said at the outset that there's no way, absolutely no way we will be able to say that we did one episode on the topic of the sovereignty of God and that's it. That's that we've covered it. You know, you don't need to go anywhere else and we will never talk about this again. Absolutely not. Um, The sovereignty of God is is something that every professing believer in the Lord Jesus Christ needs to constantly remind themselves of. And to be honest, we should be, as believers, as those who have been adopted into the fold of God, uh, we have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. We have had our hearts of stone replaced with a heart of flesh through the work of the Holy spirit. As he applies the finished completed and ongoing work of Jesus in and through our lives, we um, need to have a drive and uh, and, and a focus on, on seeking to understand the character and nature of our heavenly father. Um, We should be, um, devoted we should be we should pay attention as peter said uh i i I sent this uh tweet out actually recently and let me i I just want to pull it up because i i I think it applies here that you know second peter 119 and we have peter says the apostle peter says and we have as more sure the prophetic word to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. That, that phrase pay attention in the Greek means to attach or devote oneself to completely. So we as believers in the Lord, Jesus Christ should be devoting ourselves to the prophetic, more sure word that is the word of God at all times with, with, the goal in mind of getting to know the god we say we love the study of the attributes of god should be an endeavor everyone who claims the name of christ should eagerly pursue i mean with 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 much haste we should be pursuing that and 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 we don't do that in order to earn some favor with god but because we desire to know as much as we can about who he is, because we love him um, uh, just based upon nothing else than who he is and the immense and immeasurable grace that he has shown to us as his adopted children through the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. What you got, man? Yeah.
0: uh, And in dealing with the sovereignty of God, it needs to be stated at the outset that this is not a secondary issue. This no. is a this is a a primary issue for a Amen. couple of reasons. One, because it deals with the nature and character of God. Right, the sovereignty of God is an attribute of God. Okay, there is. Uh, uh, a book that A.W. Pink put out called The Attributes of God. In there is so good, talks about the sovereignty of God. Stephen Charnock, um, The Existence and Attributes of God, talks about the sovereignty of God. Um, I mean, it is because it deals with the nature and character of who God is, that alone makes it a primary issue. Correct. But also because it is about the nature and character of God. It also deals in salvation. So it's a soteriological issue as well. That also makes it a primary issue. So we have to first come into looking at the sovereignty of God as A primary issue, not a secondary, not a tertiary issue, but a primary issue. Because I heard someone say on a podcast at the end saying, oh, well, secondary issue like the sovereignty of God. No, you're wrong. If if you view the sovereignty of God as though it's a secondary issue, then you don't know God. Yeah, yeah. You don't know him. Not only do you not know him. At all, but you just went through this whole thing talking about the reliance upon the sufficiency of Scripture, right? And all throughout the Scripture, we see the sovereignty of God present, right? We see God Himself saying, He 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 says such things as the inhabitants of the earth are counted as nothing. Mm. Okay, counted as why? Because God is the supreme authority. That's why. Because Genesis 1-1, just go all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning, God. And then from there, what happened? He sovereignly created and ordered everything. So this is a primary issue. But, I mean, the sovereignty of God today really is not talked about a lot. I mean it, it, it's really not it's it's not something that's on on the minds of people it's not something that that they really give a whole lot of consideration to i mean and and he, this is what this is what pink says he says today to make mention of god's sovereignty is to speak in an unknown tongue mm. now it shouldn't be because god's sovereignty again primary issue dealing with the nature and character of god it should be one of those things that we talk about, but in today, uh, uh, today's climate, today's theological uh, climate, when we mention the sovereignty of God, you could talk to five different people and they'll give you six different interpretations of what the sovereignty <laughs> yeah, of God means to, say to them, okay? Because they mm-hmm. don't know, because it, it, it's not taught in churches. It's not taught from the pulpit anymore.
1: Right. Right. Well, and, and brother, I think you hit on something that's crucial right there, just kind of camping out there for a second. Uh, that's, a, that's an amazing quote by, by uh, A.W. Pink. Multiple, uh, and, and, and here's what I just wrote down just as, as a point to talk about. The, the unknown tongues are, in, in, you see those unknown tongues in multiple ways, right? You see them in a way um, where one, the sovereignty of God is either just not spoken of, right? Mm-hmm. It's an unknown tongue in that it's silent, right. that, that you just, you don't, you don't hear about it. It's uh, you go into some churches and it's all about you. Mm-hmm. It's all about your life and your you're the existence. sovereign. You are the sovereign. And, 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 and we see that. And, and this is what, this is what's so heartbreaking is we see that um, on, on both ends of this, this spectrum or pendulum you see it in the the charismatic uh, you see it in the charismatic chaos churches, right? The charismania, um, the guys like like Mike Todd and mm-hmm. um, you know even even Stephen Stephen Furtick and mm-hmm. uh, Deplantis and Copeland and and, and all those people that, that Justin Peters has so masterfully uncovered as and exposed as as wolves. Um, but you see it there where you are the sovereign speaking your own destiny into existence, sowing a seed so that you can receive prosperity financially and temporally. But then you swing the pendulum a little bit more. You also see a lack of or a silent tongue when it comes to the sovereignty of God in those seeker sensitive churches, in those churches that that tell you that, that you are the one who who controls salvation, that you are the one who initiates and uh and 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 begins that work of redemption by by choosing him. You know, you are the one who um you know God is just sitting up in heaven waiting for you. I think that quote that Corey Asprey quote, right? Right, right. Um, he's just giving <laughs> on the off away, chance. On the off chance that that somebody gives uh that 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 somebody turns to him in return. And 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 that's that's not true. Mm -hmm. you are, you are in sovereignly in control of your own, uh, your your own salvation. I'm trying to find this. I think I read this today. There's a quote. Yes. Yes. There was a pastor. Um, this was three years ago. I grabbed the screenshot and he said this, he said, what does it take to follow Jesus? He says to the disciples, come and I will make you fishers of people. So what does it take? We have to simply come so that we allow Jesus to work in our hearts, and then he will make us into fishers of people. Very close quote. <laughs> right? That is, you are the sovereign. You are, yeah. isn't that, I mean, Well, I'm it's sorry, funny it, you it say that. Dumb.
0: It's funny you say that because I heard a guy on a podcast say, he said, is God sovereign? Yes, but God's sovereignty is limited, limited by man. Well, at, at
1: that point, God's not sovereign; man is. That's not God. Man, that's not God. That's right. That's right. That's not God. So, so going back to the tongues thing, so you've got you've got these multiple unknown tongues. Number one, it's it's a tongue of of silence. Um, but then, but then, it's also a tongue of judgment. Okay, um, and what I mean by that is is speaking in gibberish in scripture. You see it in Corinthians. Paul points out Mm -hmm. that when you speak in in an unknown tongue, that it's a judgment. It's shown to be a judgment. And so you're seeing these, these churches that, that have turned man into the sovereigns and, and, and saying things like that, like, like God is limited by man's will when it comes to his sovereignty. So what does the Lord allow them to do when they try to suppress the truth and unrighteousness? He says, okay, go where you want to go. Mm -hmm. If you're going to reject me, then yes, go go. Absolutely. So, um, so just, when you said that, that was something that, that just kind of popped into my head, was the, the way that those unknown tongues are, we, we see those today. Now, something else that, that, that we've seen um, is, and, and we continue to see uh, our, our and, and we've talked about this a ton, man, frameworks, right? Frameworks are so important when it comes to, when it comes to theology, when it comes to, and understand that theology is the study of God, mm-hmm. that's what it is. The study of God, according to the scriptures,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when it comes to the study of God, where do we have to begin with God? How do we know God through the word of God applied by the spirit of God into our hearts? So we we have to start there and we can't we cannot allow and this is brother we've talked about this recently over the past couple of days too it's amazing to see how persuasive and pervasive the charismatic church and those who ascribe to a normative principle of worship, how much that has infected mm-hmm. the lives of those who profess faith in Christ mm-hmm. when it comes to the sovereignty of God.
0: Oh yeah oh absolutely like I, I I've said, for a couple months now, that every theological problem in the church can be traced back to Pentecostalism. Because out of Pentecostalism came what? The charismatic movement. But mm-hmm. ultimately, what do those things rely on? If you go all the way back, right, to so Pentecostalism was really formed officially, I guess, out of uh asusa Street 1906 but you can go back before that Charles right. Fox Parham Topeka Kansas 1901 um and but all of those things that that flowed from there was was really just a doing away with the sufficiency of scripture right so let, let's go you mentioned tongues let's go back and, and revisit tongues um right. in in Topeka Kansas you had what they called an outbreak of tongues Right. And Charles Fox Parham, he believed that the woman who broke out speaking in tongues, that she was speaking Chinese, because in the scriptures, tongues is taught as what? An actual language. So mm-hmm. he believed that she was speaking an actual language. Well, when they sent missionaries out to China and ended up being a laughing stock and returning with egg on their face, he had to change the definition of tongues. And so right. it was this, it was this gibberish, it was this tongues of angels you know to rip a verse out of context and and so this this gibberish now became what was known as quote unquote tongues. And then he discipled William Seymour, who then did the whole Azusa Street f- revival where they had this another outbreak of tongues. And but it wasn't right, true right. tongues. It was this gibberish. And then from there we, you know, we have the 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 entire charismatic movement and charismania that we see. But all of all of that happens when you uh, move away from the sufficiency of scripture and what the Bible actually teaches.
1: Well, and when you move away from the sufficiency of scripture and what the Bible actually teaches, what you are doing is blaspheming the name of God and the character of God. Mm-hmm. The, the scriptures are the, the theonostos, the breathed out word of God, the living and active, inerrant, infallible and sufficient word of God. Drew, you've said multiple times on Matter of Theology, right? How does the Lord view his word higher than what? His name. There you go. And we see that in Psalm 137, I think it is. I I don't have it right in front of me, but um, I I will, I will get it. And I'm going to put that in the show notes too, because I love that verse, Mm -hmm. but, and we've, we've walked through the sufficiency of scripture multiple times and we're going to continue to walk through the sufficiency of scripture. Um, But brother, it's, I mean, people flat out when, when you ascribe works to the Lord that he does not decree in his word and try and, and, and then say that that is of God, that is blaspheming his name. Mm-hmm. When you say, God told me to tell you that you're going to come on this trip with me to Africa. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he did not. Did he providentially set things up to, to where you felt in your heart? She has to, or he has to come with me. Yes, Sure. But, but did God verbally speak? No, no. And when you start doing that, that is dangerous ground to tread on. When you say, when you sit there and say, you know what, I've reached the point in my life where I'm going to say, I'm going to stop saying, well, God doesn't work that way. God can do whatever he wants. Well, see, but here's the, pr- and, and I don't disagree with you. But he does what he wants according to the scriptures because he, God cannot lie. This is his word. It's living. It's active. It's perfect. What do we have to go on? What do we test everything? What's the filter and the framework to which we filter everything through? The word of God right not some not some premonition mm-hmm. of indigestion or premonition of emotion that we feel emotions are important feelings are important god gave them sovereignly gave them to us for a reason but they are not the barometer of truth mm-hmm. that's right yeah
0: well i mean well once you move into that area and you start living in i would say i guess the gray um you know, you, you're beginning to move away from the sufficiency of scripture already, you know, yeah. because there, there are things that are, that are just black and white that you, that you can't get rid of, you know? That's and correct. so the older you get, the more black and white things should get, they shouldn't get gray. Um, right. Right. The become, older you get, they should the more become clearer you, because of the more that you're studying scripture, absolutely, the more you're growing absolutely. in the relationship in God.
1: The hard study of the word of God makes you biblically discerning and gives you a, a grace-filled and grace-showing heart towards others. Mm -hmm. But you will stand for truth, the truth according to the scriptures. And then when you're confronted with anything that's not or antithetical, according to the scriptures, you will reject that. Will you do it in love? Yes. Will the goal of your instruction be of love? Absolutely. That's Mm 1 Timothy. Um, Colossians 4. Will your words be seasoned with grace and salt? colossians 4 6 i think yes yes absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah but you cannot question the sovereignty of god according to the scriptures go ahead we're gonna say right
0: no i was just gonna say you know as we're talking about the sovereignty of god what is because we may have some listeners that are just getting into theology they don't really know what is the sovereignty of god so when someone comes to you and they say chris you've said the sovereignty of god what does that mean when you say god is sovereign uh
1: well that what that means is that god is the creator the sustainer the all knowing uh everything everywhere all the time nothing happens outside of his control nothing happens apart from his decreed and 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 his declaration let me say it that way his declaration and foreknowledge. And when I say that, I mean this, I mean, it isn't that, that God is looking down the tunnel of time to, to see what will happen or who will choose. And then he chooses them. And no, no, no. God is that's open theism that, that is, that is, that is heresy. Um, that means that God is in control, Mm -hmm. whether, whether actively or passively of everything that has taken place and will take place forever and ever and in in this episode i'm going to unpack some scripture uh that so very clearly lays that out
2: yeah what yeah. about so, you man? what
1: would you say? So, so so herman bovink has a great
0: quote here and he says he says god is creator so we go back to to genesis 1 1 and we see that god creating Correct. right i said that earlier um, we even look at Romans 1, right? General revelation, right? How do we know God exists? Right. We look out in nature. You and I were just talking about that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. You know, um, so Herman Bavinck he says, God is creator and therefore owner, possessor, and Lord of all things. He alone has absolute authority. So when we say God is sovereign, he's not just sovereign, kind of or sort of, right? Because he's creator and lord, right? And then possessor of all things of which he has created, he is sovereign to the superlative degree, right? Mm. Right? He is absolute sovereign, meaning overall. So if, if God is not sovereign overall, then he's not sovereign at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now how that plays out. And what He allows and what He decrees, you know, the, the, there are things we can say. Well, we don't know. So, right. so, so when someone says, "Why, if God is sovereign, why would He allow such and such?" Well, I can't presume to know the mind of God. So I can only right. say, I don't know. But everything God God does is for our benefit and for his glory. And so if I if I knew the mind of God like that, then I would be greater than God. But I don't. So I have to trust.
1: Mm. Well, but the scriptures are, Paul called the scriptures the mind of Christ. Right. Um Hebrews thirteen eight, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, we do have a peak mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, as as much as as much as our finite minds could hope to scrape away at why we live this side of eternity, into the mind of God, um, will uh, will we master everything from Genesis one to Revelation twenty two? Mm-hmm. Negative, never. Right. Uh, we should try, um, but we're able to get a glimpse into the mind of God mm-hmm. through right. the Scriptures.
0: Right. And so when when people say when they say well who are you to say what what god thinks about this or 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 that well just like you said well scripture gives us a glimpse into the mind of christ right it is mm-hmm. it's the mind of god from the breath of god right yep. and so we can have a glimpse and and it, the things he has given us are very clear mm-hmm. and even if they're not clear in one place guess what scripture interprets scripture It'll be yeah. clear, clear in another place.
1: Right, 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 right. Amen, amen, brother. Amen. Um, yeah, man. Did you uh, did you want to walk through the questions, or did you want to get right into Romans? What do you think? Um, I mean, that's up to you, bro. We can
0: we we can tackle some questions if you want. We can Let's do tackle that.
1: some questions, and then we'll, okay. uh, what okay. we're going to do is while we're doing that, we, what you guys can go ahead and do. Um, while we're, we're about to tee up some of these questions, go ahead and grab your copy of God's Word and open up to Romans chapter 11. Um, So that that's, that's where we're going to go here in a few minutes. Uh, But uh, we got some questions, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to ask some questions.
0: Yeah. So, so I'll start off with the easy one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It's a funny one. Okay. So, okay. All right. Does God being in control mean that uh, means that he even controls what I drink or wear? So when people will say, "Oh well, God's sovereign," and so this this outfit I wear that was sovereignly picked out by God because He predestined me to wear it, is God sovereign over what we wear? <laughs> well,
1: uh, I mean,
0: <laughs> and and dude, it, it, it's so crazy that I have to put that question in there. But that's Somebody some actually of the ask this. Some of those are some of the dumb things that people say, dude. Did somebody actually ask that? No, no. These these are these are questions that I just kind of came up with, but these are questions that I have been asked at one time. Okay. No um, no joke. This is a real question I have been asked before.
1: Okay. Well, so so let me answer that question with scripture. Okay? Um Our Lord said in the book of of Matthew, Matthew chapter six, for this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor uh, for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food, the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air uh, that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Now, obviously, this passage of scripture is directly dealing with worry anxiety mm-hmm. uh um, et cetera so on and so forth but but i, I think that kind of answers the question though too um I, yes he is um however if you choose to dress provocatively no Uh, that is, that is your own sin showing through in the way that you dress. So, um, I think if you're asking that question, you are, I I would, I would ask, so what, what do you, what, what's the point of this question? Um, why are you getting this nitpicky or Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't even know how to really word that man without, (laughs) well, the thing (laughs) is, that's the stupid question.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing is, is when we speak about God's sovereignty, God's sovereignty mainly d- doesn't just deal with uh, things out in the world, right? N- nature, as far as you know, how the ocean tide comes in, right? It doesn't just deal with those things. When we talk about God's sovereignty over our lives, right? We, he does. He he does have the the hairs on our head numbered, right? Our days are numbered. Okay yes. so so he has determined he determined sovereignly when we would live, when we would be born, and the day which we will die. Those are all Correct. things that he controls. But these it, it also plays into uh, justice and mercy, the justice of God and the mercy of God. That's so good. so this has to deal primarily with our salvation. Um, so because our sin nature separates us from God, that means we can't get back to God on our own. God has to sovereignly intervene. So he's the one that changes our heart. He's the one that draws us to himself. And in changing our heart, it causes us, um, to actually choose God. So we, while we think we're choosing God, it was God that chose us before then uh because we can't choose god in our in our sin nature we want nothing to do with god we have to have new nature so he changes our nature he draws us to himself and when he does we can do nothing but choose god and then when we come to god we love god we want to serve god we want to honor god we want to bring glory to god and we want to do that in all aspects of our life and so even those things will play out in how we dress correct Um, so, but, but the idea of, uh, and most people ask me that question when it has to do with predestination, right? Well, did God predestine mm-hmm. what I was going to wear, but is God sovereignly in control of what I'm, what I'm going to wear? Okay. Um, you, you're missing the point, right, right? Right. God doesn't care whether you wear a red t-shirt or, a, or a blue t-shirt. Yeah. It, yeah. Th- it doesn't care. Um, that, ha- that has nothing to do with it. God doesn't care if you wear khakis or blue jeans. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if you wear tennis shoes or boots that has nothing to do with anything. Okay. (laughs) So, so that, that is just one of those nitpicky things that people are trying to go, well, if I have the ability to choose, then God's not sovereign.
1: Right. Well, I, I think, I think it's important to remember and point out that nothing, nothing can prevent, god from accomplishing his purpose or purposes that's right nothing nothing absolutely nothing we see that in in psalm 115 we see it in psalm 135 we see it in isaiah 14 isaiah 43 isaiah 55 daniel 4 revelation 3 and so on and so forth um and 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 so it's it's important to to remember that and i think to again to go back to what we were saying at the beginning i think to to imply or directly say that there's anything that that we can do to prevent God from accomplishing his purpose according to his word and his will is blasphemous.
0: Well, well, so, so, um, God is the one in whom, by whom, and for whom all things exist. So everything, God is the one in whom, by whom, and for whom all things exist. So everything exists its purpose is to bring glory to God. Now it can bring glory in in two ways. Okay. It can bring glory through either God exercising his judgment, or it can bring glory to God by him exercising his mercy. And I think we're going to see that probably in the passages of Romans that you're going to, you're going to talk about.
1: Yeah. 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 We, we, We will see some of that. Yeah, we sure will. If, if so if, if, if I'm thinking you you're, to go there now
0: if, if I'm thinking you're going to Romans nine: 11, <laughs> 11. Ah oh, okay. I was thinking we, Romans can, we, we can no, we, we can go to Romans 11. Uh, that's fine.
1: Yeah, well uh I mean so so what you know what I was going to walk through is um is is this this wonderful doxology that we see um in Romans 11 verses 33 through 36. Um, you know, that and, was like brother, one of the
0: first times we weren't actually like linked up thinking the same thing at is, the same time. It,
1: well, when you were talking about that,
0: mm-hmm. I was like, oh
1: man, he's thinking Romans nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which, which again, we, we, we can go there. We can go there right now if you want to. Well, let's, let,
0: let, let, let's stick with, cause, cause, cause okay. Romans nine does have, have a place, but. It has to do with stuff we're going to get in probably a little later with having to do with human responsibility and free will.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, what I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read this first Romans 11, through 36. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways for who has known the mind of the Lord or who became his counselor or who is first given to him that it might be repaid to him for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever. Amen. So, but that, that's why I was like, say it again, say it again. Mm -hmm. And so just because this is, this is where we were going next. Um, But I just, I I just want to unpack this man Um, because there's not, there's not one wasted word in scripture Mm. and, and you see that here, man, you see this, this, this Paul is just overwhelmed, overwhelmed by, by what he has just written and walked through to, to the believers uh, at at the church in Rome. So he starts Mm -hmm. out with this word and and I'm, I'm literally going to walk through word by word, phrase by phrase, and and we're going to look at what this passage of scripture has to say about who God is. So Romans eleven. Hold on, let me go ahead. Real quick go ahead before you get in there, because I because
0: uh, Romans right here it's right. Romans is split up into two different sections. So you have the yes. theology, and then you have the application. And so so this doxology right here, like you said, sums up what Paul is talking about. His, yes. it's basically his emotions overflowing correct. of the beauties and the glories of God from what he wrote from chapter one, verse one, correct all the way up to here. And correct. so, so he's overwhelmed right now with the theology talking about who God is before he gets into the application of now what you
1: should do. Right. Well, and more immediately, more immediately, uh, remember this is a letter written. We didn't mm-hmm. have chapters and verse numbers when Paul wrote it. Right. So he just got done in Romans nine and ten, unpacking the sovereignty of mm-hmm. God uh, when it comes to salvation. When it comes to has God, he answered the question masterfully as Paul did, of course, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. and, And the whole thing was God has not rejected Israel and the Gentiles have been grafted in and so paul's walked through the the doctrine of pre and of course they didn't call it that then but the doctrine of predestination and foreknowledge he's walked through what what has happened or what will happen what has happened as far as the nation israel uh with with the gentiles being grafted in and if you are listening to this and you are not of jewish ethnicity you are a gentile (laughs) um so and if you are a believer Uh, Hello. That's speaking about us. So, but, but he's overwhelmed. This is, this is an emotional exclamation. This is, this is an exasperation. He's just, Mm -hmm. oh, the depth. Now I want to talk about this for a second. This is worship right here. This is worship, pure and simple. And, and oh man, I have, I have goosebumps right now, just reading the first three words on the page. And then and this is why word studies and studying scripture like this is so important. Um, Paul says, oh, oh, the depth, okay, the, 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 the bathos in the Greek, the deep extent, the deepest mystery, the immense, extreme, complex, and, 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 and a massive weight and range of, of what? The depth of what Paul tells us, the depth of, and the of there is so key of the, what the riches, the wealth, the fullness, the, the, the treasure, the goodness. And remember, this is an intense deepness of each one of these, as deep as you can go, the depth um, of of the riches, the 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 treasure, and the, and the what, and the wisdom, the supreme intelligence, the all knowing, because he has ordained by the work of his hand, the 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 riches and the wisdom, and then and then he keeps going, and the knowledge, the gnosis, the the deep perfect created all. It sustains all. I think of Colossians. Everything is made for him and through him and by him. Like Paul is just overwhelmed at this. And so, but he doesn't stop there. Again, oh, the depth and the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of who? Of God. Of God, the creator, of God, the father, of God, the son, of God, the spirit. That's an important thing to, to, to understand here. And I love when you read scripture, I've, I've said this often and, and why in the original transcripts, we may not have punctuation, but I love it that we have punctuation in the English because there's an exclamation point there and it should be read and studied that way. Oh, the depth and the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God of God. There is no one richer. There is no one wiser. There is no one with more knowledge and, and power than God. So then he, he asks, starts, starts asking, or, or and this is another statement. Actually, he says, how unsearchable, how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. Now listen to this, how unsearchable this phrase in the Greek means it cannot be searched out. And this is the only place in the New Testament that you see this phrase together. How inscrutable. You cannot get to the bottom. This speaks to what you were talking about earlier. You cannot get to the bottom of of the wisdom, the riches, and the knowledge of God. You will never master the master. You will never master the master's decrees. So he says, how unsearchable, you can't find it out. It's incapable of finding out. So that's why when people say, well, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, God can't do this or God does this. Yes, you can. You can say that because it's according to the scriptures. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Okay. Now, how unsearchable are his, again, focusing on God, his judgments, his verdicts, his divine ordinances, his decrees, his absolute truths. How unsearchable are those judgments? Let me pull up. Uh, real quick. Um, Psalm 19, which we've talked about a bunch um, and um, we've I released the sermon that I preached at the cruciform conference. Um, but here we see uh, uh, the psalmist say the judgments of Yahweh are true.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the same, the same, the same word the, the judgments of Yahweh are true. They are righteous altogether. They're unsearchable. All of them. But again, and I want to pause here, that doesn't mean that we don't try. That doesn't mean that we don't scour the scriptures in in an attempt to learn as much as we can Mm -hmm. about our heavenly father and to understand his sovereignty, to understand the way he works. Um, Yes, there are mysteries and we accept those mysteries as mysteries, Mm -hmm. but this speaks to the sovereignty and the vastness and and just how large God is inscrutable. Unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable, not able to be comprehended. They, they are past finding out his ways for who has known, okay, here's this in, in, in the expression there, uh, gnosko in the Greek has known to get, uh, to get a knowledge of, to, to imitate, uh, knowing Okay, to, to to be aware of, to understand who has known the mind, the intellectual faculty, the base of who has known the the mind of the Lord. And I want to pause here and say this too: it's talking about Lord, you know, I'm, I'm reading from the LSB, which the LSB, if you guys didn't know, is the Legacy Standard Bible. Which, if you're listening to Matter of Theology, you know that. But it's important to under, to to point out that Yahweh um, is translated in most English translations, as the word Lord. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to his sovereignty. The Lord, the, 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 the one who, uh, who created all, We Drew read that Boffin quote earlier, he created all, he sustains all, he is the supreme one in all authority, all supremacy, all control. He is the master of all things, the creator of all things, the owner of all things, the possessor of all things. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who became his counselor? Now, I love this. Mm -hmm. Love this. This is crucial. Counselor here, symbolos. Can you hear a similar English word? Symbiote, right? So it's made up of two two words, syn, S-Y-N, which is like union or close companion in resemblance. And then bula, which is advising, counsel, or plan, motive, purpose, in, in in that way. So who who has been a close enough companion to God to advise him, to counsel him, mm-hmm. to help him plan, to figure out motives? No one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No one. Paul's using some of that sarcasm. Drew, as we were well, talking about earlier. We'll,
0: well, well just think about. <laughs> Think about the term counselor, right? Yeah. What, what What is the purpose of not not just advising, but um, counseling, right? To get into the mind of someone so that right they can tell you what your problem is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, none of us can, we can only, and this is because of scripture, get a glimpse, a small little glimpse of right. the mind of God. But we can't get fully into the, we, we can't, we can't pull psychology on God. Okay. We we can't, we can't try to uh, manipulate God. Okay. Um, We can't fully get into his mind. No. And, and because of that, if we could, right. Think about that. Like I said earlier, if we could, then we would be God. Right. Now right. I, I, I want to bring up uh a, a quote by by Jay Vernon McGee. And you'll have to but you'll have to forgive where I first heard it from. I first heard it from Francis Chan. Um even Ooh. though he's like an apostate now. But you know, people talking about, well, I don't think God should do this, or I don't think God should do that, or you know, well, Jay Vernon McGee said he said, Well, it's God's universe. And God does things his way. You may have a better way, but you don't have a universe. Right? And so it's like God's so mind is the one, right? God's mind is the one that thought up this universe, that, that put us here, that thought out the plan of salvation. Right. So that we may be reconciled to him so that so that his glory may be seen in his in displaying his grace and mercy upon um, upon some and then his judgment upon others. Um, Right. This is all from the mind of God. Why? So that he gets the glory. And so who are we to think that we can come in in any Any type of way, and say, "Well, God shouldn't do that," or "I could never believe in a God that could do that would do this, 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 or that, or the other." Even though, hello, he says he does right in his word. That's right. Right? That's right. Who are we to try to judge the mind of God when we, when we uh, cannot know it?
1: No, no. Well, and, and um, if you're reading from a from a New American Standard or from the LSB, you'll notice that that that, that sentence is capitalized. So that that actually comes from Isaiah 40, um, and and it comes specifically from verse 13. But I want to read uh, verses 12 uh, through 15 for some context here, and and just listen to listen to this the, the the way that this is written in Isaiah. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? And encompassed the heaven by the span and calculated the dust of the earth by the measure and weighed the mountains in a balance and the hills in a pair of scales who has encompassed the spirit of Yahweh or who as his counselor has informed him with whom did he take counsel? And who gave him understanding and who taught him in the path of justice and taught him knowledge and made him know the way of understanding behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are counted as a speck of dust on the scales. Behold, he lifts up the coastlands like fine dust.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, period, period. Mm -hmm. So who has been his counselor say right? Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. Um, who has been his counselor or, or who is first given to him that it might be repaid to him. And that, that comes from Job 41, Job 35, Isaiah 66. And then, and then Paul, Paul gets, gets into this again, this wonderful, just man, one of the, one of the best sentences in all of scripture for from him, out of out of him, by him, he is, he is the causing origin of all things. For from him and through him, he is the channel to which all things flow. He is the reason for all things. So Paul says, For from him and through him, and now he gets to and to him. So it, everything is for him. It's in the direction of him controlled by him for his glory and benefit for, from him and through him and to him are all things, all things, Mm -hmm. all things. There means all things to him, be the glory forever, past, present future in all the worlds in all the universes everywhere. Amen. Verily, truly, it is settled. He is sovereign and in control. Mm -hmm. What you got, man?
0: Uh, You know, this is, it brings up another question, right? Okay. Is God sovereignly in control? And does that mean God controls everything? Yes. Next question. Yes, God does control everything, you know, Um, but, but then that could all, that also leads into another question that people will have is, well, then does that, does that mean he can, he controls sin or he's the author of sin? Because if God is in control, then that means that sin could only then come from, from God. If he's the one in control of everything,
1: God is not the author of sin did god allow the fall to happen yes yes he did um when when we sin does god sovereignly allow that 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 and 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 correct me if i'm wrong but that speaks to the the passive will of god Hmm. should we say that or should we quantify that a little bit more
0: i mean you might want to quantify it a little more passive will what does that mean you know
1: it means he 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 is still in control of it i mean through and through but he allows something to take place right right he i mean it, it, he doesn't stop it from happening
0: right yeah so so things like the holocaust right because because i've i've heard people say well if god is sovereign you know well and he's in control well look at the holocaust because it seems like hitler was in control like god wasn't in control You know, well, well, no. um, God is in control. Just if you have a problem with the Holocaust, think about when God put the Jews in captivity in Babylon. Uh, Do do you not have a problem with that? Because uh, God did that. He said he would do that, and he did that. You know, what about when God allowed them to be slaves in Egypt? Right. Right. God allowed them, but why did why, why why were they slaves in Egypt? So that Moses could then come along and lead them out of Egypt. So that then they could they could wander through the wilderness. Then they could they could receive God's law, right? I, I mean, the, the, there's always this this purpose, and we don't know the purpose, but God does have a purpose. And I mean, go, let's go all the way back to the garden. Did God mm. know Adam and Eve would sin? Yes, he did. Yes. He did. How do I know that? Because Jesus Christ is the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And so if Christ is the lamb that's slain before the foundation of the world, that means the plan before God ever created the world was that God would create, man would rebel, and Christ would come to be the sacrifice, the atoning sacrifice, in order to to reconcile sinful man with holy God. This is the plan. I mean, it's not that hard to 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 understand, but that's the plan. Now, that may some people may not like that. You know, oh, that's
1: you know, I just can't, I can't accept that.
0: I can't accept that. That's a little too simplistic. That's a, I, that, I, I, I just don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why would he do that? Why would he give me free will? Why would he allow this thing to happen? Why would he allow that thing to happen? Why would he just allow some all this, all this evil to take place? I don't understand. He doesn't have to let that happen. Why does he let that happen? Because he's God, and you don't know his mind. How about you just How about you just let God be God. Okay. How about you let God, God exercise his justice on whom he will and his mercy on whom he will.
1: I mean, here, here's a good question for all of us to ask, right? Um, do we, do we trust God? No, are we No, are, if
0: we, we if the most of the people do not most professing no, Christians no. do not. I, no. I, I, I will go out on that limb and say most no. professing Christians do not.
1: No. And, and, you know we we I, I just went through right the uh Romans how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways you can't search his 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 decrees as far as why he allows certain things to happen and and why he doesn't allow other things to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you able to rest and walk? walk in this world and in this life that he has given you trusting him with everything he's given you or are you so arrogant and prideful and insecure because they're two sides of the same coin that you're like well i trust god with this Mm -hmm. i trust god with my salvation that i Mm -hmm. that i won't spend an eternity in hell separated from him but i can't trust him with my kids Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i can't trust him with my job I can't fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Do you trust in the character and who, and the nature of God? And if the answer to that question is no, then, then brother or sister, you sincerely need to pray for the Lord to, to, to help you with that. And you need to scour the scriptures. You need to sit down with a biblically qualified pastor and walk through this. Mm -hmm. I mean, We were joking around about the, does you know is God sovereign over what I wear earlier, and I read Matthew chapter six, but that speaks to that.
2: Mm -hmm. Look,
1: we. This is why the study of God, the study of theology, has to begin with God, Mm -hmm. and why it has your framework has to start with big God theology. And if it doesn't start with big God theology, you're going to elevate yourself, your insecurities, Mm -hmm. your wants, your needs above God. There's Mm -hmm. going to be a big view of man instead of a big view of God. Mm -hmm. So that's where it has to start. You have to be okay. You do. You have to be okay and trust Mm -hmm. that the Lord, especially as an adopted child, that he Mm -hmm. is going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. You get Christ when you deserve his wrath. Right. What more do you need? Mm -hmm. And, and, And if you do need more again, brother or sister, you need to sit down with your pastor mm-hmm. and really, really walk through that and be honest with, with what you're wrestling with and struggling with.
0: Yeah, that's good. But you know, you hit on a point about us wanting to be greater than God. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, that's what a lot of people want that's what that that's how they see oh, yeah. themselves is they see themselves as the sovereign and god not the sovereign and and really that's what we get into when we deal with the idea of free will because right, because right. everyone everyone who hates predestination and election right they hate the biblical doctrine of calvinism right mm-hmm. they do everything that they can to fight for man's free will yeah But oftentimes they they don't understand what they're saying when they're fighting for free will. Because in order if I'm fighting for my will, my freedom of the will, then I'm actively fighting against God.
1: How? Unpack that.
0: So so if I'm fighting for the things that I want, my my free will, I everything has to be my free will, my decision. Well, now I have placed myself as God over myself and I can only accept the things that I want to do. Right. Whereas, you know, scripture tells me I shouldn't do certain things. Right. But I, ah, I have free will. I have free will. And even God himself says, all things are profitable, or, or I can do all anything, all things, but not all things are profitable. But just because they're profitable, they're not profitable, doesn't mean I can't do them. Therefore, I have free will and I can do what I want. And I can still be, I can still have peace with God, but I get to do what I want to do. No, that kind setting, of
1: mentality, yeah. You're wagging your finger in yeah, God's you're place. You're wagging you your finger in God's place.
0: And even to the point to where when people say God didn't choose me, I chose God. No. 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 Because nope. in your sin nature, you hate God. You don't want God. That's Romans 3, Romans 5. Yep. Um you cannot choose God. No. Because you have a sin nature. You have a you, you're an enemy of God. Right? And so because you can't choose God, he has to choose you. Right. But when we start elevating our free will above God's sovereign choice and uh, or let me say God's sovereign grace in drawing you to himself, you have now said, "God, you didn't do this. I did this. I saved okay. myself. I just did it with your help a little bit." Because because Jesus went to the cross. So Jesus then becomes the footnote in your salvation that you did yourself.
1: Right, right. And that um couple things uh, about that. Wow. You know, you uh, Ephesians 2 verse one, you were dead. You were dead. boom. <laughs> Done. Not bad, <laughs> not not, you know, good sometimes. <laughs> um dead. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, Dead men can't raise themselves. Dead men can't do anything except lay there and rot. Yeah. They stink. That's it. You lay there and rot. You were dead Mm -hmm. in your transgressions and sins. Dead. You were by nature a child of wrath. Yep. Yep. But God. Right. Go
0: back to that by nature. Because by nature means... That's how you're born. That's how you come Correct. into the world. So when Correct. we're born, we're not born with this idea of uh, prevenient grace where we're born without sin and then we learn how to sin, right, That's That's it, it, to where, to where yeah. we become fallen. Because if we were born perfect without sin, guess where we would be? We would be in the garden because we'd be perfect, but we're not. <laughs> we're not born in the garden. We're, we're born oh. by nature children of wrath. Why? Because Adam's sin, Adam as our federal head, he was our representation because of Adam's sin. We are now born sinners.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, and we see, we, we, we see uh, Paul lay that out elsewhere in Romans mm-hmm. um, that, um, that, that through, through one man sin in Romans five, verse 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, death through sin and so sin spread to all men because all sinned there it is so you were by nature dead mm-hmm. when jesus raised lazarus from the dead he was dead not able to raise himself mm-hmm. scripture uh, speaks to the heart of stone i said this earlier that needs to be replaced with a heart of flesh. Paul said in Corinthians that, that those who have the veil of the flesh over their eyes, that, that the wisdom of the cross is folly. It's foolishness. So uh, uh, apart from, apart from God's sovereign work, you, you, you're not able to choose him. You're not. Um, you're not. Um, I'm looking up right now. Um, What is it? Romans eleven? No, is it Romans eleven or Romans nine? It depends. uh, That that um, it's it's purely by the will of God um, that Uh, you're saved. Romans nine
0: sixteen.
1: There you go. Um. So let me get there real
2: quick.
1: Yes. Yeah. So um. Right. Uh. So then it does not depend on the one who wills or the one who runs, but on God who has mercy. He says in verse 18, then he has mercy on whom he desires and he hardens whom he desires. You will say to me, then why does he still find fault for who resists his will? On the contrary, who are you? O man, who answers back to God? (laughs) Will the thing molded say to the molder, why did you make me like this? Or does not the potter have authority over the clay to make from some, uh, make from the same lump, one vessel for honorable, use and the other and another for dishonorable use of what if God wanting to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known endured with much patience, patience, vessels of wrath, having been prepared for destruction in order that he might make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory. Well, I just,
0: I just can't believe in a God that would do that. Okay.
1: Well, then you don't believe in the God of scripture and you don't know the God of scripture. I mean, that's just
0: not fair, dude. That's not fair.
1: We don't get that's to say we, we don't, we're not the judge of what's fair and what's not. God
0: if God is loving, I mean, if God is loving, then, then he would, he, he would, he would try, he, he would save all people if he, if he were such a loving God. So that's just not fair. I can't believe in your God. Well, no, your God day- is mean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You, you, you act like you've done this before. (laughs) I've been in
0: some of these conversations. I know.
1: So have I. So have I. Yeah. I just can't believe in a God that would, that would do that. I just can't believe in a God that would allow this or that, or fill in the blank. And it's like, you don't get to question him. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't, you have a high view of yourself and thinking that you can question the one who spoke the universe into existence.
0: That's it. That's it. Yep.
1: Hold on. Did you have any more questions yeah. over
0: there? No, but you, well, I mean, I, I mean I probably do, but you know, <laughs> I just you, you know, these things, all, all these bad things that happen, okay, Chris, I'm put you in your place. Okay. They're just of, they're, they're just of the devil, okay? Mm. Everything every everything that's good can only be of God and everything that's bad because it's bad, okay, is of the devil because the devil wants to kill steal and destroy. okay you just don't know yes. what you're talking about okay so everything that's, that's good, that's everything that's good is from God and everything that's bad is from the devil. So when we see okay, when we see things like hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, well maybe not floods because God flooded the earth, okay but when we see hurricanes and we see tornadoes. Okay, but that, that's just the devil. That's just the mm-hmm. devil trying to come in, and he's just trying to destroy things. Okay, he's just, he's just trying to, to take things out. He's trying to undo the plan of God, okay? You, have, you, have you ever heard that before? Things like I that? Have. Something I similar? Have. Okay, well, I have a, I have a verse uh, to, to deal with that. Okay. What you got, buddy? Uh, let me get to it. Isaiah. Isaiah 45. Mm. Isaiah 45 verse 7. Okay. The one, for, this is so, this is speaking of God because the one right. is, is right. capitalized. Okay. That's the true. one forming light and creating yep. darkness, causing well being and creating calamity. <sighs> I am the Lord who does all these. Mm. so when people say you know things like you know insurance companies say like like act of god well what is an act of god those like tornadoes that's not god hello dude god controls these things yeah that you give satan a whole lot more credit than he has you give him a whole lot more power than he actually has it happens all the time you know like so there's not two sovereigns okay satan's not a sovereign
1: Right, he is subject to the Lord. That's it. The the devil is God's devil.
0: That's right. And that, that's man. That's one thing that irritates me so bad. Especially living in the South, man. I'm like, oh yeah, dude. Okay, first of all, right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a good old boy. Okay, through and through. It's I true. love I love being from the South.
2: That's very but
0: true. but some some of my southern brethren. Okay. They give the devil a whole lot more power than he actually has. And it is one of the most annoying things in the world.
1: Yeah. uh, Well, this morning I woke up with a sore throat. We got to rebuke the
0: devil. It's the devil. Yeah. We got to bind Satan, man. We got to bind Satan. This time he won't get out. Okay. He ain't getting (laughs) out this time.
1: (laughs) Go down to here's Walmart,
0: a- get the good Tupperware, <laughs> good Tupperware lid, <laughs> put it over that hole. <laughs> this got off the rails quick.
1: Uh, but it's true though, man. I mean, you hear it those, those arguments and you just kind of go, oh gosh, here's another one. Uh, Ecclesiastes 7. In the day when there is good, be of good cheer. But in the day when there is evil, see, God has made one as well as the other. Mm-hmm. So that man will not find out anything that will be after him.
0: Mm. Yep. You know what? You no. Know, hey, here's the ultimate one. Here's the ultimate one, right? Okay. All right. Now this, regardless of your eschatological position. Okay. Just read the book of Revelation. Yeah. Look at what God does in Revelation. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That is I mean, very true.
0: I mean, people dying dude. Okay. Oh, but you know, that's the devil. That's, that's the devil.
1: No, dude, you haven't read Revelation. That's right. He's causing all okay. that. Well, I mean, in it, he, God, God's going to save me from, from, from hell and from the devil. The devil is not sovereign. Okay. No, he's not omnipresent. He's, um, he's not sovereign. And he has a lot of demons and minions yeah. that follow him that do his bidding and will. Yeah. But he's not everywhere. And just because you get sick. Or just because right. something bad happens right, does not mean that it's the devil.
0: Right. Now, I, I, I do want to use an example here. Um, okay. Uh, over by where I live, there was uh, a couple years ago, there's a really, really bad car accident. Okay. Um, three kids were in the car. Um, no one died. Okay. No one died. Yeah. But they should have at least the driver. Mm-hmm. Because his truck got T. Te- now I knew I know all the kids in, in, in the car. I know them personally. Right. Okay. Right. Now, now the truck got T-boned on the driver's side mm-hmm. on a highway. The driver should have died, but he didn't. The passenger only escaped with some cuts and a bad headache. Wow. Person person in the back seat um, had really bad uh mangled arm um and to this day still has uh issues using using his arm um but the driver the one who received the heaviest blow
2: okay mm-hmm. his
0: grandfather's a, his grandfather's a pastor um his dad leads oh, wow. leads music at their church um he has he he ended he had at the time some some brain damage and things like that and they were thinking you know th- th- there was going to be a lot of brain he's he's just about fully recovered if not fully recovered playing music now th- wow. now wow. people now people at the time and, and in the church were saying well this was this was the devil that that was trying to to intervene in these kids' lives respectfully I disagree mm-hmm because the testimony of this driver, because there was there was a whole lot of of prayer that went up on his behalf from a lot of people, mm. myself included, my family included. Yeah, there was there was a whole lot of prayer and there was a whole lot of faith, and this and this kid has f- fully recovered. Okay. Right. And so this this is actually a testimony to the grace of God. But what it can be used for is a testimony for other people. Right? God mm-hmm. did allow this to happen and this person who should be dead but God brought them yeah. through brain damage to be fully restored, right? Mm. What a testimony. To the goodness yeah. and sovereignty of God.
1: Uh, amen, man. Amen. Amen, brother. And that's, I mean, that's it. God, God will providentially allow um, whatever he sees fit in and through our lives. Um, and as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not our place. It's not our place to, well, it's not our place to say that that was Satan. Right. That's that. That's a that's a very very blasphemous thing to say. It's mm-hmm. it's we step back, we examine, according to the scriptures, we examine what what's taking place. But we have resolved as believers to say, "I am a slave of Christ, mm-hmm. whatever He wills for my life." Amen, amen. And right on the the, mm-hmm. the purpose of that is to conform me more and more into the image of Christ. And that's you know people often man, we how many times have we heard people rip Romans eight twenty eight out of context and um because they 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 stop at Romans 8:28 and and use that as a catch-all verse for i'm going to be okay but we need to we need to read this in context and one of one a good practice in hermeneutics by the way is don't just read i mean yes you can just read one verse but read what's around it
2: mm-hmm. but
1: and, and listen to this and we know that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose because those those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers it's very true and very important to remember that that all things all things god predestines all things f- to work together for good even the painful things
2: mm-hmm.
1: why why because as believers, as adopted children, guess what our destiny is? To be predestined to be conformed, to to become conformed to the image that's right of his son.
0: That's right. Even and you mentioned those painful things. Sometimes those painful things is what's known as the discipline of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes when when right, like you're a parent, I'm a parent, when our children get off track. When they're disobedient, we have to bring discipline to correct them and bring them back in line. And sometimes it hurts. Yep. Being disciplined does not feel good because it's not supposed to feel good. So it may it, it may look like something like a car crash, right? It may look something like, um, man, ah, golly, I don't even know, uh, a, a loved one passing away. Yeah, that could be discipline on you, okay. Mm-hmm. But in order to correct you, bring you back in line, and and then strengthen your faith, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. maybe it was the passing of of someone who who had a stronger faith than you. Well, then guess what? Think think man, look think about think about Martin Luther. Okay, when Martin mm-hmm. Luther, when one of his one of his children passed away, he was he. I mean, he was so distraught. He hated God.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Then, when he lost a second child, his demeanor changed because he was so firm in the sovereignty of God. He said, he said, Oh, what a terrible thing it is for my child to be in the presence of God and for me to be so sad. Mm. Right. And, and, and then I think about a letter that Samuel Rutherford wrote to a woman who had just lost her, her, her daughter. Samuel Rutherford yeah. says, says, You know, was your daughter a believer? Yes, yeah. it hurts. But at the same time, we should envy her because of where she is Amen. at the feet of God. Amen. Right. Well, so, 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 so these oh, these disciplines and these things that that hurt, they don't feel good. Sometimes they're the most tragic things that we can think of. But at the same time, they're to strengthen us and bring us back in line and refocus our gaze upon the Lord.
1: Well, and, and it may not even be a, a corrective discipline. You know, it, it may be a, it may be even even be a discipline that is meant, that is meant to produce endurance. Like, Paul? Um, yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, you think of the the, the discipline of exercise, then you know, or the discipline mm-hmm. of 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 tearing down your muscles so that they mm-hmm. they, they rebuild stronger. Um, you know, those those to whom God loves, He He, he disciplines, He prunes
2: mm-hmm.
1: and grows, and 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 again, that's so crucial and important to remember. And that's, that's, uh, you know, those, those, those painful things, they, man, they hurt, man, they hurt. Like, and I get that. That's not just me just saying that that's me. That's me living that I've lived that and continue to live that. Um, but we, we rest in the sovereignty of God. We rest in the promises of God and, you know, and, and I think of Paul's words in second in Corinthians chapter seven, therefore having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We have these promises. Let us cleanse ourselves. Let us strive for, for holiness and righteousness. Um, and, and remember that all of the promises of God, all the promises of God Um, find their yes in christ all of them all of them and so we say amen let it be so verily truly and i will rest there i will walk there no matter what
0: Mm -hmm. that's good that's good man that's good
1: so uh man we (laughs) we talked about a lot we didn't have a lot of notes with this one just because we knew it was going to be a conversation i mean i i knew i wanted to unpack romans 11 but um i'm I'm sure we'll come back around this topic again like i said at the beginning this is not a one and done when it comes to god's sovereignty and in in the existence and the attributes of who god is um so uh brother got any closing thoughts
0: yeah just a few you know um the the doctrine of the sovereignty of god is i think it is one of the most beautiful doctrines because it is
1: yes yeah
0: it is one that gives me the most hope yeah because if god is not in control and he is not in control of all things then the only person i have to rely on is myself mm-hmm. and man that's just an exhausting to think about yeah. It's it, it brings about anxiety and it brings about worry.
1: Sure does. Yeah, sure does.
0: So knowing that God is in control of even the most minute things, mm-hmm. it, it, it brings about a level of peace that I yeah. would not have otherwise.
1: Yeah. Amen.
0: Because I know when, when my focus is, is, is drawn off God, and I start thinking about all the things that I have to do, and I start thinking about all the things that I have to take care of, and all the things that I'm responsible for, it's overwhelming, and, and it's stressful. Yeah. But when I know that God is sovereign, I can, I can step back, I can relax, and I can say, okay, well, I'm going to trust the Lord and be, and, yeah. and because he's sober, I'm going to trust him with these things and I'm going to trust him with these things be, and because he is God he is going to do what is right according to his will that's right and, and, and that thing is that the the will of God is something that is, is important to understand as well the will of God because God is not limited by my will. God is not limited by what I allow him to do. I am limited by what God allows me to do. Does human freedom exist? It, It does, but it's limited by God and by God's sovereignty. So I can only do that which God allows me to do. But knowing that God is in control, gives me just that extra level of peace that says okay I don't have to sh- have to kill myself I don't have to stress myself out I don't have to just be in a constant state of worry about this or that or the other thing right about wh- where I will eat where I'll sleep as long as I am focused on the Lord I am trusting in his sovereignty that he will take care of his children the way a good father does. I don't have to worry. Amen. So the sovereignty of God is, it it just brings about a whole lot of hope. Hmm. Not, and not just for, not just for, you know, those, those, the day to day things that I was just talking about, but for my salvation, it gives my salvation assurance. Because John 6, those whom God calls, he gives to the Son. Hmm. And those whom he gives to the Son can never be snatched out of his hand. Yeah,
1: it's so good.
0: And so it gives it gives me assurance that my soul is saved in Christ. And no one, not even myself, okay, hmm. can be snatched out of God's hand. So it's not just... Someone can't snatch me out. I can't even jump out if I wanted to.
1: yep. well, you you won't want to.
0: I won't want to because my nature has changed. God has changed right. my nature and drawn me to himself. But that's yep. the power of God. That demonstrates that his will is greater than mine, and my will mm. is limited by his sovereignty. right. The fact that the fact that i I went from a hater of God to a lover and a friend of God so much so that the one who I once hated, I now never want to leave
1: their hand. That's it. That's it, man. That's so good. So good. And the perfect place to wrap up. Perfect. Perfect. So we, um, Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for listening. And, and as we've, we've, we've talked and, and gone in multiple different directions here, but when you're talking about a subject like this, it's, it's going to happen. Um, thanks for hanging in so, there. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in there. So let us if know. If you've you made
0: it this far,
1: yeah, you're a true
0: fan of the show. <laughs> right. okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So let let us know what you think. And, um, and, and we, we appreciate you guys as always. Thank you so much for tuning oh, in. Oh, 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 oh. oh, what you got?
0: I need to put this up tonight because I meant to do it the other week and I didn't. Okay. Some of y'all don't remember that we have a store on bonfire where you can get t-shirts oh, and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a new t-shirt that's about to come out. Um, a matter of sheology. Okay. Is the first ever matter of sheology t-shirt and it's, it's called the weaker vessel. Um, the weaker vessel tea uh so it's gonna be it's it's for ladies it's for women okay so dudes don't buy it because then we'll just be looking at you like you're like your suspect but um <laughs> we got we got tons of t-shirts on there different styles and stuff you know show show titles and things on there uh, um yeah. so just some ones that are really fun ones that of course are are absolutely true like reckless love is stupid um that one's yes. on there. Um, yeah. I think I've got dead guy reader society on there um, yes. as well, but this one is a, uh, is a fun one. Um, Cause I designed it off of uh, an idea from a friend I told her I was going to put it on there. And she said, go for it. So I need to get it up um, for her to promote. So the weaker vessel matter of sheology t-shirt is coming. Go to, go to our link wherever wherever chris has posted the link to the store
1: i'll put it in the show notes too and get it yeah yeah I'll, I'll put it in there man i'll put it in there for sure for sure so ah uh, oh, we love you guys thank you so much for tuning in we got some cool stuff coming uh some stuff we've been talking about uh doing so just be on the lookout for that and as always we love you we'll see you next time good day